for those who are sort of downtrodden based upon the 2014 primaries, for example, that conservative candidates or the more conservative candidate frequently lost in the primaries, and there's been an ongoing battle between the quote-unquote GOP establishment and more conservative or libertarian-oriented folks. Should, what is there on the horizon for those people? Should they feel optimistic about the direction of our country? And under a Republican administration in 2016, should they have faith that we will actually repeal and replace Obamacare and that executive amnesty will be reversed? Yes, I, I actually deal with, with uh, uh, this exact question in my book. And as I explained in the book, I, I think Americans have every reason to be optimistic for a few reasons. Um, a lot of it relates to something that Winston Churchill said many decades ago. He said the American people can always be counted on to do the right thing after they've exhausted every other alternative. Now, I'm not sure Winston Churchill meant that as a compliment, but I, I take it as such. It's one of the things that differentiates Americans from people in other countries throughout the world. We do choose the right thing. We have chosen the right thing in the past. We know what it looks like and how it feels when we do that. We ultimately return to it, even though we might take a scenic route now and then. Now, I, I think we've given these experiments with a, a, a big, centralized, progressive national government. We've, we've given it a good, hard try. And we've seen that it has caused a lot of problems. We've seen that far from ending poverty, it has in many respects expanded it, or at least for many people, it's made poverty more permanent. And what we've seen is a need to return to simplicity. I've heard it said before that complexity is itself a subsidy, especially when it comes to government. And nowhere is that more evident than right here in Washington, D.C. The complexity created by our legal system, by our massive regulatory state that imposes $2 trillion of regulatory compliance costs on the American people. All those things amount to a big, huge subsidy for lawyers, accountants, government compliance consultants, lobbyists, and everyone else who is involved in this sort of uh, government industrial complex. The American people are, are waking up to this fact. They're waking up to the fact that this big government thing benefits a small few who are privileged enough to have connections to government. But it tends to hurt everyone else. It tends most acutely to hurt the poor and the middle class, the poor who are sometimes locked in poverty, uh, in some instances for generation, uh, generations at a time, by bad government policy. And uh, it also affects the middle class in that it sometimes locks them in. It, 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 it thwarts their progress, uh, and, and it makes it harder for the hardworking moms and dads throughout our great country to get ahead. The way forward involves looking back, and it involves returning to principles of constitutionally limited government. Those principles are sometimes a little bit harder to grasp in the abstract. Uh, there are some people out there, it sounds like you may be one of them, who would like to talk about provisions of the Constitution in the abstract. But I find that most people understand those provisions better, and they develop a greater appreciation for them when they're connected to a story. In particular, when they're connected to the story that led to the creation of the provision in question. That's why I wrote this book, and that's why I hope that it will help my fellow Americans come to understand and appreciate the Constitution, what's been lost, and what needs to be restored.